Today, we're diving a little bit deeper and more niched and specific here with the pellet bee. How does it apply to you? And if you're out in California, are you going to have to take it? Let's discuss. Okay, before we get started, listen, down below in the description, right, just open up the description, I have two gifts for you. Both of these are free. They're my gifts to you, and they're critical, especially in what we're discussing today. One is the Getting Started Workshop for Police Officers. That's going to help you go through and understand exactly what it's going to look like going through the hiring process. And hidden bonuses, there's even a practice test in there, which may help let you know where you're going to fall on the pellet B. Additionally, if you have something more specific to you, to your hiring process, and you want to sit down and talk about it, sign up for a free coaching call with myself. I'd be glad to help you any way I can. Like I said, both of these are my gift to you. They don't cost you anything, but let's get started. The Pellet B exam. The Pellet B is huge. It's predominantly used out in California. It is a post-exam. It's just police officer selection test for entrance level. And I'm kind of giving you the acronym right there. But it is a pretty much a post-exam, a civil service exam, a post-exam, whatever you want to call it. And it has a little bit of added components that some others don't, and it doesn't have some components that others tests do. But if you go into it knowing that it's a traditional post-exam with some added components, you're going to do fine as long as you prepare. Before I even dive into this, because I'm going to say this a bunch more, the number one thing, and studies have shown this, the number one way to do better on an exam is to practice the exam over and over again and take sample and practice quizzes or tests. I've literally spent months and actually over a year now developing our, our practice exams in the getting hired as a police officer online course that we have. I mean, it is quickly becoming the most comprehensive public information and private testing that program that I could build and that that's out there. I tell you that because whether you use that or you use another one, it doesn't matter. The most important thing you can do to prepare for the pellet B or any other exam out there is practice taking tests. And it doesn't have to be the exact pellet B exam, right? Cause you're never going to get the exact answers, but it does need to be one that simulates the same different components. So what are the components of the pellet B? You have a couple different ones. First of all, you have your reading, you have your writing, you have your comprehension, which is part of your reading, but you also have a closed section, right? And then you also have a reasoning section. Now your writing section is broken down into even more subcategories. So you have your vocabulary, you have your clarity, and you have your spelling, right? Very common post-exam questions that you're going to see. What is the correct spelling of this word? Uh, what is a synonym of this word, right? What is, um, what is this word mean? If you applied it in a sentence, what, what's the overall um, purpose of the sentence or what are they trying to convey? All these are pretty traditional that you're going to see on most exams. And if you don't practice this or study it and, and learn what different different conjunctions are or different punctuation, you're going to have a hard time with this exam. I'd like to say that these exams are really based on a 10th grade level, but you would be surprised depending on how far removed you are from school or even how far you are in school. 
how 10th grade level words can really throw you for a loop. What I mean by this is if you're about to graduate with your bachelor's or your master's or even your associates, you've been doing all this writing work for your, you know, your communication class or your writing class or whatever it is. And you actually haven't looked at some of these other words. The other aspect is now with, with computers and spell check, you don't understand how to spell simple words. And that's one of the things that will jam you up if you don't kind of go back and prepare for this. Now, you're not going to have all the words that they're ever going to use. But if you take multiple tests, you're going to understand the terms and the the idea of the words that they're they're using. You know, so a word that I've seen all the time on tests is pilfered. How do you spell pilfered? And pilfered just means steal, right? I, I stole this. So if you if you don't know how to spell that word, I've seen that on multiple actual exams, not practice exams, but actual exams. And a lot of people get those wrong. So that's one aspect that you have to understand. And then, like I said, that's, you know, that's your spelling. And then you have your vocabulary, right? Do you understand the definitions of words? Can you apply those words correctly? And all this compounds on other sections of the test too. And so there's vocabulary and then there's clarity. Do you understand the meaning of the words? If, if not, then, you know, you could understand the definition or have the definition, but do you understand their, their implications, right? How does that word actually go into, into the sentence structure or does it even go into the sentence structure? Is that the correct word that you need to be using? And if you don't understand, or you can't process of eliminate down to maybe the top two, you're going to find yourself in a real pickle when it comes to completing the test, which we will go over the grading here in a little bit. Now moving down to the reading comprehension. This is pretty standard in most post exams. And what you're going to get is you're going to get a paragraph and you're going to read the paragraph and it's going to ask you questions about the paragraph. It's going to ask you about the main topic, right? So if you don't remember these basic things from elementary school about understanding the main topic of a, of a paragraph, then you're going to have a hard time with this section. It's also going to ask you about specific information in that paragraph. If you can't convey that or interpret that correctly, you're going to get those questions wrong. And really process of elimination here is, is just not going to work because it's asking you for a very specific thing. And if you don't understand the rules that are associated with this and you know what's grammatically correct or what's even what's even structurally correct in a paragraph, you're going to have you're going to have a big issue with that when it when it comes to it. Now the next section I want to discuss is a section that really trips up a lot of people and that is reasoning. A lot of people will overanalyze the reasoning stage. The reasoning stage is where someone goes in, they provide you with information and says what is the next letters in the sequence. If I told you the letters are A C E, G, and then there's a blank after that. What's the next letter in that sequence? And go back and rewind this and replay it. And if you need to hear those letters again, and what, you know, leave it down in the comment. What do you think the next answer in that sequence that I just gave you? A, C, E, G, blank. What's the next letter in the sequence? So that's, that's a very simple question. If you can't figure that out, then you have to start doing some practicing, some practice reasoning questions. And the only way you're going to do that is by getting access to more questions and more time to go through. I will say this, there are a lot of open source information out there that, that you can get access to and any bit of it is, is good for practice, but you really want to just sit down and have a structured study process, whether that's 20, 30 minutes a day, 
maybe you're doing it two or three times a week. That is really all you're going to need. And the more practice exams you get through, the better you're going to handle, especially any type of test that has reasoning in it. A, a lot of tests, a lot of post exams are adding, adding this reasoning component because they want to understand how their applicants are processing information and if they're coming up with a standard conclusion. And remember, when you become a law enforcement officer, you're judged based on the reasonableness standard. A reasonable officer, given your exact same situation, would make the same decision you would. And if they don't, right, then that leaves you hanging out the dry. So reasoning is a big component when it comes to becoming a law enforcement officer. Now let's add the, the special component of the pellet B here, and that's the closed section. The closed section, once again, is a paragraph. It's going to have a paragraph, but it's going to have empty slots in it for words. And each word, right, each slot is going to have so many letters that you're going to have to choose the correct word that fits into that slot. And this is kind of a reasoning slash reading comprehension combination here. And it's saying, hey, can you... Can you put the correct word in the correct slot? And the nice part is, is they give you so many dashes, right? So each, if you're reading a sentence and then at the end of the sentence, it has a blank, but there's three dashes, you know that it's a three letter word that's going to go there. So there's a lot of things that you can use, you know, using those investigative skills that you're going to need to become a law enforcement officer. You can use that to determine, hey, am I putting the right word here? Think of it as a law enforcement crossword puzzle minus the up and down. You just got to figure out what word goes there. You're almost playing hangman. If any of you all remember that game from being a kid. So, but you have to put the correct word. It can't just be any word that fits in there, right? It has to be the correct word. Now that's the closed section. Each one of these sections are added together and give you a total score, right? Gives you a pretty much a core score. And then you get your T-score. And what that is, is all these tests are graded based on a national average of what everyone's doing. So there's a bell curve to it. So while you may think you did really well, well, maybe everyone else did really well in that test too. And the bell curve moved a little bit to the right. And now instead of, you know, instead of being in the top half, you're actually right in the middle because everyone is doing well on the test right now. Or maybe you are in the middle, right? But everyone did really bad on that test, right? So the bell curve moves back and it bumps you up a little bit higher. That's the way these bell curves work. It takes the average of everyone taking the test and applies it. But the big thing is, is you don't want to be the person that does bad on the test because no matter what happens, even if you do bad, you're really banking on everyone else doing bad and everyone else is out there studying for, for these exams, whether it's the pellet B, whether it's the NTN or anything like that, because they understand, Hey, if I start off on the right foot and I get a really good grade on my written exam and I do well on my physical exam, or maybe I go straight to the interview or whatever, I am guaranteeing myself a slot in the interview as long as I pass the other sections leading up to the board interview. So whether you have a high PT score or a high written exam, Either one of these is almost guaranteeing you a slot in the board interview, which is giving you your best chance to actually get that conditional offer. Departments are mixing up. Not everything's so structured as it was before, but at the same point in time, all the phases are still there, right? All the phases are still there. Some departments are waiving certain phases for individuals, but at the end of the day, those are just temporary and those are for the purposes of streamlining the process to make sure that they can maintain the 
the amount of officers they need on the street. But for you to know that you need to do really well on an exam, whether that's your physical exam or your written exam, is is critical. If you start here and you prep for it, you have to do this one time in in a sequence, right? If you're applying to say, let's say three agencies, that's what I tell all my coaching members, pick your top three agencies and let's apply to them. You study for this exam one time, you can take all three, all three exams, whether it's the Pellet B and a couple post exams or a civil service exam or the NTN, you're going to do well on all of them. And then you're saying, okay, hey, I'm now really high up in the selection process as a candidate for these three departments because I did really well on my written exam. That's how critical it is. So whether it is understanding the reading comprehension or the writing portion or the reasoning portion or even the closed portion on the pellet B, you need to practice that statistically, as I said, studies have shown that is the number one way to improve your scores. No matter what anyone says, no matter what they tell you about the test, you can't study, you can't practice for it. That That is a failure mindset. And you don't want to do that if you're trying to pursue a position in law enforcement. Now, that being said, those gifts are down below. One of them is the getting started workshop. It does have a practice exam in it and it's has some vocabulary and a few other things to see how you score on it. That's going to let you know really where you're starting and where you should probably start practicing, whether you need to start with the vocabulary or reasoning or any other position. Additionally, if you want to sit down and have a one-on-one talk with me and discuss your specific hiring process, I would love to. Both of these are free, my gift to you. And as I said, we've spent a lot of time developing these programs and even developing our online course to help you guys get through this. So whatever you need, I will love, love to sit down, help you through it as best I can, like I said, and help you become a law enforcement officer. As always, stay safe. I will see you next time.